0: Step into the sin bin. This is Penalty Box Radio. Four-time
1: best sports blog winner
0: with Justin Bradford, three-time
1: winner for best sports reporter and commissioner of the SECHC,
0: and Glenn Blackwell. It's time to talk all things hockey in the Music City.
2: Penalty Box Radio is on Smashville's best sports talk.
1: ESPN 102.5 The Game.
0: Welcome to Penalty Box Radio here on ESPN 102.5 The Game. Justin Bradford, Glenn Blackwell, have a whole slew of people in the box because that's just how we roll. We got Danielle, we got Peyton, we got Ben in here, and hey, we have producer Calvin who is already teasing some beats. Oh already wow, some beats. And
1: he's already applauding himself too. He is.
0: Well, feeling myself tonight. What can I say? might, might as well. <laughs> we already know. I'm looking forward to how we are coming back from break. Because I'm just going to you know, let it roll for like four minutes and then we'll have to do like a five minute interview. We'll just listen mm-hmm. to beats. So we're, we're, we're changing formats. By That's just how we're going to roll. Over here. We're changing formats tonight for this one hour. No, no, no. So, Glenn, there are some things in life that are certain, right? Mm-hmm. It's that we're always going to have fun on the show and the Preds are going to beat the Ducks at home.
1: This is very true. That's and just It's never, well, no, I can't say <laughs> it's never, but <laughs> it's rare. That, Very it's rare. Gonna be, that it's going to be the other way around. And
0: you know what also is usually certain? That the ducks are going to try to muck things up as well.
1: Duck mucks.
0: Yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> Paging Nick Ritchie, who had nothing to do with the play, and then gets a misconduct.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's duck hockey, and that's why it that makes it hockey. so... That's, I think that's why it makes it so fun for the Predators to have them come into Bridgestone Arena. Oh, yeah. Because they get so amped up, because that's what they know... <laughs> You know, that's what they know they're playing against. And they have, a, they have a certain little edge, you know, when they come here.
0: And it's like the Preds are just kind of playing right now with little brother. Yeah. Oh, you're so cute. You're trying.
1: <laughs> Look at you, adorable little duck. Look at you, Ryan Oh, where'd your
0: hair go, buddy? <laughs> oh, <stop. laughs> that's what it seems like. He was so angry. He was so angry. Yeah. Ryan Ellis and Roman Yossi spouting off at him, and they had enough of his caca. <laughs> he goes and scores a goal sure yeah okay Ryan gets left. yes you go do that but, but the ducks
1: they I don't even think they got a shot after that no at all
0: and Ryan Miller when goal. he came in <laughs> he faced a shot and then the next shot he faced was a goal yep duck so, hockey
1: yeah it was tough to be a duck last night <sighs> tough to be a duck uh eh, whatever. <laughs> They'll be fine.
0: They'll be fine. <laughs> w- whatever for them. But, uh, but
1: that's really, really fun. Games like that are really, really fun for Preds fans.
0: It, it it was, and especially, too, you look at how well the Ducks have been playing so far this season. That's what makes it a better, is that it's not like the Ducks are struggling. It's not like they're the Minnesota Wild. <laughs> it's not like the Minnesota Wild. The Ducks have been doing pretty well
1: and the ducks played well in that game it's not i mean they right. didn't play they weren't playing a terrible game of hockey
0: unless you you want know, to count all the penalties and the stupid mistakes well, yeah, they made. But, but yes when
1: exactly they controlled
0: a lot of the game that. they did they yep. controlled a lot of the game pecorino had to come up big in many many ways so yes but they had opportunities
1: but that's also where you have to applaud the predators because the the ducks were playing a decent game of hockey mm-hmm. and yet still somehow when you're able to find the back of the net Six times, when the other team is playing a decent game of hockey, then you know you're doing something right. Even too, knowing that there's still lapses in the Preds' defense and still sure. they're finding ways to to capitalize on offense, so you have to be proud of them for that. But yeah, that's what's kind of that's what's kind of gives you that you know what the Preds are doing really well right now because they're not like a Minnesota and, Wild.
0: And what <laughs> <laughs> made it fun. <laughs> Two was all the different things that happened during the game. Oh, so you had a power it. play goal. Ryan Ellis continued his point streak, which is a career high for him. Mm-hmm. Roman Yossi, who Ryan Ellis, Roman Yossi, Matt Duchesne are all point per game or higher players right now. Mm-hmm. Then you have Pecorini making the save on the penalty shot, which that was not that was not the, necessarily the best play by Yannick Weber there. To, yeah. That made that happen. But Pecorini saved his bacon. Uh, so mm-hmm. then, <laughs> then you have a shorthanded goal. As well, by Matthias Eckholm, who just it just came to him. Yeah. Like sometimes you have to knock it down. I think he said in the interview, post game interview, sometimes, yeah, I have to knock it down. That one just came to me. It,
1: it literally, <laughs> when you watch it, it, he made it look so easy. Oh, yeah. I mean, it just, it literally almost happened in slow motion. You just and see it off. and pick it off and took it off, and it was like, ah,
0: all then, in a day's work. <laughs> and another thing that's certain is Colton Sisson scoring against the Ducks uh, right yes. out of the box, right to him, and boom.
1: That has to feel so good for a player like the oh, yeah. adrenaline is up you're getting out of the box you're frustrated because you were in the box in the first place you get out on the ice and then you're like, oh real quick
0: oh yeah, let thanks. me just
1: go ahead and uh, let, let me adjust. just go ahead and get that goal
0: let <laughs> me just get the goal and then another weird occurrence so this I want to say it was weird a weird game, but it was an interesting, interesting game because of all the different things that happened four of the goals scored in this game were unassisted mm. Sisson's goal yep. then you have Ekholm's goal gets's goal and Arvidson's first goal unassisted now. For those that didn't see, the Yarncroak goal late in the evening was reverted and flipped to Victor Arvidson. So, that means Victor Arvidson had two goals to end the game. Mm -hmm. So, good game by the Preds. They're still getting depth scoring, like a Colton Sissons getting a goal right there. And then you're seeing Victor Arvidson step up, your defense stepping up. I want to say it was a complete game because the most complete game was... Few games ago, <laughs> yeah, when you had your complete games, but this was a but good you gotta game. Love
1: when you see one end. With oh, six for sure, goals, you know.
0: And you don't want it to be. You don't want to let be have a letdown against the Ducks just because you you own them, and you know the Duck fans that are stuck in traffic will completely tweet yes, at Preds fans will. if the Ducks were to beat the Preds at home <laughs> if they get out they're of traffic actually, in time.
1: They're actually still in traffic. Did you? know that? Oh, they have they've been in it. traffic since the playoffs. It's Been a while. You
0: know, a few years ago. That's, that's poor just ducks. that's just how they were. Poor, poor little ducks. ducklings. Whack. Quack, quack, quack. <laughs> and then seeing Rocco Grimaldi, what was good about him? That was the first game in Nashville. He's fr- so it was, fun to watch. It was the first game that his dad is able to see him play in Nashville.
1: Oh, that's special. That's awesome. That's so special.
0: That's so awesome. And then, so last night, we're leaving the locker room, and this is just funny. You can tell when a security card's new.
1: <laughs> oh gosh.
0: So we're heading to the elevators, and here comes Abby Grimaldi with Rocco's parents. Security mm. guard goes, "Uh, can I see your credential, please?" And she's like, "Oh, uh." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, and I was already on the elevator. Yes, but it was funny because, so the credential then, okay, fine, go ahead. Yeah, no clue. No clue. And there was nothing bad about it. It was just a funny situation. You could tell when people don't recognize yet.
1: And Yeah, they'll get the hang of it, but in the beginning, you're just, oh, you're new. Bless it. You
0: know, bless your heart. Oh, you didn't do that, did you? (laughs) But we have a fun, fun show tonight. I'm really pumped about this because we have a knack for having on Preds Prospects and You know, right around the time they signed their entry-level contract. So Philip Tomasino, we had him on a couple weeks ago, and then a week later he signs his entry-level contract. And then tonight we have Igor Afanasyev. Yes, Igor Afanasyev. Rolls off the tongue. Rolls (laughs) off the tongue. You're going to have to get used to saying that because in a couple years you're going to be saying that name a lot. I have that feeling. He signed his entry-level contract and got named to Team Russia for the Canada-Russia series, and he's one of only two Russians out of the OHL to be named to Team Russia and one of only seven out of the entire Canadian Hockey League to be named a Team Russia. So, big deal for him. I cannot wait to have him on. And then we're going to talk some college hockey. hockey. College hockey. College hockey. With Mike Corbett. He is the head coach of the University of Alabama in Huntsville. And they have their home opener this weekend. A lot of things happening this weekend college hockey-wise. But it's really unique because I wanted to spout this off because I know we're going to have him on later. But Peyton Turnage is with us in studio right now. And if you didn't know, folks, he's actually – the play-by-play announcer for the university of alabama in huntsville it's the only division one ncaa college hockey team in the south and proud to say that Peyton is a proud product of penalty box radio but you can hear his call there but something unique about the team is there are two tennesseans on the university of alabama in huntsville you have lucas bond from hendersonville and jay powell from nashville so we're obviously going to ask about that and we actually have an interview with lucas bond on penaltyboxradio.com you can find that it's pretty good interview pretty neat to have a guy that played a year at with hendersonville high school with Mm -hmm. prep hockey in the G Nash league go on he played some junior and then has come back basically to the south only a couple hours from home and is playing his college hockey at uah so that's pretty cool to see as well and thinking about in terms of recruiting they tend to recruit a lot from bc it seems and some of the juniors there but out of the 27 players in the team six are from the southeast Hmm. They have a couple guys from Florida, I think Texas as well. So it's good to see that hockey is continuing to grow and a college program is bringing them on. Now, like I said, there are a lot of upcoming events. So big deals coming up in terms of college hockey. MTSU, they're going to be down in Columbus, Georgia, to take on Auburn on Friday and Saturday if you want to check down there. The Ice Falls take on South Carolina Friday night and Sunday afternoon over in Knoxville. Then we're going to talk about this. At 8.30, Alabama-Huntsville D1 takes on Minnesota State in their home opener Friday and Saturday. And then, this is a big one, we're all part of this one, is the Rocket City Collegiate Hockey Showcase. That is in Huntsville Friday, Saturday, and Sunday featuring Georgia, Florida, Arkansas, Ole Miss, Alabama-Huntsville, the club team, and Alabama. That's... (laughs) That's a That's lot of college a lot hockey teams lot of and, and a lot of college hockey and a lot of quality teams as well. We're going to broadcast a bunch of those, stream a bunch of those, those days. And then high school hockey is really, we're in the, we're in the m- chunk of the season right now. So plenty of games coming up there at Antioch South or sorry, in the Antioch South rink coming up on Friday, you have Centennial page taking on USN, DC, MLK, and then also on Saturday at Bellevue, at the new Bellevue rink at three forty five in the afternoon, you have Ravenwood versus NBA that should be a pretty fun matchup. And then Saturday as well in Bellevue, the Hendersonville team taking on Ensworth nolensville And then the Nolensville team playing again on Monday at Centennial Sports Black at 6 p.m. At, against Franklin-Humefog-BGA. And then NBA-Hendersonville Monday. Whew, again, the Tennessee Outlaws, Mount Juliet playing in Antioch Monday. Indy Summit-Spring Hill and Pope John Paul playing in Bellevue on Monday. Great matchups coming up in high school hockey. Go out and support those teams. I know I've mentioned a high school there that you have some sort of affiliation with, whether it's a friend, a neighbor, a son, a daughter, a cousin, something. Go out and support those teams. It's a great way to go out and support local hockey and to keep it growing. Just go out and support these teams.
1: Yeah, and it's a fun family event. Like bring the kids, go out and watch the game.
0: Yeah, and you know what else is a fun family event that's coming up in July? It's, what the, is penalty- it, it's the penalty box radio Preds fan cruise. Oh, yeah. I'm pumped about this. So, a ships and trips travel in Royal Caribbean July 12th to 19th, it's a special hockey fan cruise on the Liberty of the Seas. Sailing out of Galveston and the destinations include Cozumel, Costa Maya, and Roatan, Honduras. I'm very, very... Excited about this, <laughs> so the, <laughs> the purpose of the crew is not only for us to have fun, but it's also to raise money for the National Predators Foundation. Because we're going to have a silent auction, we're going to have cocktail parties, we're going to have events on there to help raise money for the Preds Foundation as well. So, hey, you get to take a vacation, you get to have fun, and you get to raise money for a very good cause. Plus, we're going to have some fan only events on this cruise. You're part of our group. We have three sessions on the ice rink that is on the ship. So there is
1: an ice rink, an ice rink on the ship,
0: on the cruise ship. That you'll be able to skate Which is on a ship.
1: Reason enough to go. When you're in the middle <laughs> of the
0: ocean. <laughs> so that should be a lot of fun there. Plus, cocktail parties, like I said, trivia nights, chuck a puck. We're going to do everything more. So, hockeyfancruise.com. That's hockeyfancruise.com to find more information on the Penalty Box Radio Preds Fan Cruise. Up next, Igor Afanasiev with the Windsor Spitfires, Preds prospect, the second round pick, just signed his ELC. Boy, boy, happy to have him on Penalty Box Radio, ESPN 1025, the game. Welcome back to Penalty Box Radio. You're on ESPN 102.5. The game. Justin Bradford, Glenn Blockwell, everybody in the studio producer Calvin and now really excited to have this guy on he's been doing a lot already just in the short amount of time this season Igor Afanasyev joins us on the line Igor thanks much for joining us uh thank you guys thank you hello everybody Absolutely! So, really exciting times for you. You just signed your entry-level contract with the Nashville Predators. A Big time excitement right there. Just how does it feel to know that not only were you drafted by this organization, but you're already signed by them? So, when you are ready to turn pro, you are joining the Nashville Predators.
3: Yeah, uh, yeah. Thank you. It's uh, you know, it's an unreal feeling. It's really honoring for me, and uh, you know, I'm just really excited for myself and for my family, for my parents. You know, a lot of uh, hard work been putting into this. But uh, just first,ly you know, want to thank to uh, national brothers, uh, to GM, you know, to coaches for giving me this opportunity, to sign a contract. So really excited, guys.
1: And Igor, congratulations from all of us here at Penalty Box Radio for being named Team Russia for this year's CIBC Canada Russia Series. I know this has got to be an exciting time for you. It's such a distinct honor. What does something like this mean to you when you get to represent your country in this elite capacity?
3: Oh yeah, definitely, you know, uh, being competing against, uh, you know, best OHL players and uh, playing with best players from Russia on the same team, it's uh, really honoring and representing my country, for sure.
0: So is this going to be one of those, the first times you're going to be able to represent your country and put on that Team Russia sweater, and if so, what's that feeling like when you put on that sweater, knowing that you're not just representing yourself, but you're representing your country?
3: Yeah, I mean, first of all, it's you know, it's a huge honor, like I said, but... Uh, I played on U-17 World Challenge, uh, put the Russian sweater before, so that'll be my second experience for national team in official tournament.
0: And so what what has it been like for you in Windsor? I mean, you've been putting up some big numbers early on this season. I know people are really excited for you, and things are really coming together. What's the experience been like playing in Windsor so far?
3: You know, we have a really good team here, really good coaching stuff, and uh, I think we we got a team that uh, could go deep in playoffs and – you know, just in total, like, we've been playing really good games lately. You know, we're first in our division right now, and I'm just happy with my game and the uh, game of our team.
0: Yeah, and again, joining us right now is Igor Afanasia, Preds Prospect, and currently with the Windsor Spitfires. And you committed to Windsor back in, in June. What made you commit to Windsor? What really attracted Windsor to you to want to play there?
3: You know, my uh, goal number one, to play in NHL. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, doesn't matter uh, – which, you know, which route, but uh, for me, I just, me and my parents decided that uh, OHL would be the best route for me. So that's, that's what we picked, and uh, now I'm enjoying it.
0: Yeah, You're definitely enjoying it with the numbers you're putting up. It looks like you're having fun out there. <laughs> 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 yeah. And, and in, in the article, too, about when you committed, uh, Adam Kimmelman said that when you were three years old, you met Ilya Kovalchuk at a hockey clinic in Russia, and that really got you excited and going. Just what was that like? What do you remember just about that experience, and what did that mean to you to get you excited about hockey?
3: You know first of all yeah the the I don't remember the stuff uh <laughs> at three years old, but the, you know it's something my dad told me that uh I saw that hockey clinic, you know Ilya Colch I came from Atlanta at that time, and uh like she told me that I just wanted to like you know really excited, and I wanted to just try it out, so that's how I started. That's pretty interesting story, yeah.
0: Yeah, no, it absolutely is. And so, you know, not only have you played in the OHL, but you also had some time in the USHL with Muskegon, the Lumberjacks there. What was that experience like, getting you ready and prepared for the OHL by playing in the USHL?
3: Uh, you know, I played uh, in Muskegon for two years. Uh, uh, and just huge, you know, it's uh, prepared me for uh, my, you know, NHL draft. Just huge shout-out to uh, my, my coach, Mike Hamilton, you know, my teammates there. Just, uh, you know, he gave me that opportunity, and I just proved myself and uh, got picked in the NHL draft. So just really thankful.
1: So coming just from, like, a personal place, I want to know, because obviously this has never happened to me before, what was that like for you, the moment that you find out you got drafted?
3: Uh, You know, it's a a really good question. I guess you are lost for a second a little bit, you know. Like you just get goosebumps and stuff, but uh, you know parents start screaming and you kind of wake up, and you're like, oh, I got picked, you know. It's it's crazy. It's once in a lifetime, you know, for me, for other guys, and uh, it's really honoring.
0: And again, Igor Afanasia, Pred's second round pick this year, and also recently signed as ELC, currently with the Windsor Spitfires. Igor, we, we've talked about it in person here, but want to make sure people on air hear about it. Uh, Philip Tomasino became you know has been a friend of yours and you guys get drafted by the same team and now you're going to play against each other just twice the season you're roommates at camp and everything what is it like knowing you have someone that you already kind of know that you're already friends with get drafted by the same team and have that relationship already forming
3: yeah I don't know uh, we just you know got along the, together from since day one when we met and just like you know uh, roommates at the camp you know everybody are much older so we kind of like stick together. And I guess it helped a little bit, you know, to have your friend at the camp. But then you kind of meet older guys and you just feel more comfortable there. But at the start, it was, it was pretty nice for sure.
0: Oh, for sure. And now this is a whole experience through development camp, rookie camp, uh, training camp. even You got a game during preseason as well. How did that help you prepare for your experience in the OHL by having all that experience with these pros, with the Predators and everything? How did that help excite you and get you really prepared for the OHL season?
3: I mean, uh, first of all, it's you know you all see like you see it's all work, work, work. You know, you <laughs> gotta get uh, get better every day. You know, to I think to reach your goals. So that's what I'm doing right now. That's what I'm doing right now in Windsor, getting getting better and better and
0: better. So. We, we we believe that by looking at the stats. <laughs> yeah. That's for sure. Back to
3: stats, right? We like yeah. to see
1: that. Uh,
0: you're, you're, you're backing your game up, man.
3: <laughs> yeah, sounds good. can be better, but yeah.
0: Oh, hey, always can improve. We can always improve here for sure, too. So. hundred percent, yeah. <laughs> so I want to ask some questions that aren't really hockey-related, help people get to know you a little bit as well, and especially since coming over to the U.S., what's one of your favorite junk foods? What's one of the that you kind of like to junk food out on?
3: Oh man, uh is chipotle going to count as a junk food? I can count it <laughs> if yes. you really like it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> chipotle, yeah, for sure. I think it's uh you know, it's something uh I wasn't known as like first year when I came over here, but uh, in, when I played for Muskegon Lumberjacks, you know, mm-hmm. on, on the roads, it's something we eat a lot like so <laughs> I think I'll, yeah, probably going to be chipotle
0: for All sure. All right, that that's a new comfort food for you then. <laughs> yeah. 100%. <laughs> so so growing up, let's see, do you have a favorite hockey movie? hockey movie mm-hmm.
3: uh it's a it's a russian movie called uh, legend uh legends number no. 17 oh okay. i'm not sure if it's in the united states but it's uh about harlamov
0: oh oh yeah
3: uh, legendary russian uh, USSR player
0: yes absolutely know that name yeah. okay i'm gonna have to yeah. check that out so, now i gotta ask you especially you're in windsor so you're right across the river from detroit have you watched the documentary called the russian five yet
3: uh i haven't i haven't to be honest uh you know, uh, but uh, I heard a lot of good stuff about it, and uh, it's something I will watch sooner or later. You know.
0: Oh, I think I think you'll really yeah. like it when you when you see everything that went on there too, and the appreciation for for Russian hockey players that Detroit has. So plenty oh, of people yeah. in Windsor uh, do too. <laughs> yeah. Have you Have you seen that? Oh, I have watched it. We have an interview with the director. It was great, man. I think you'll really love it.
3: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'll I'll watch it. I'll watch it this weekend.
0: Okay, yeah. Well, we'll expect to report back on that then. (laughs) Okay, sounds good. Yeah, for sure. Well, Igor, we got to go, but we appreciate you so much for joining us and really appreciate it. Best of luck this season. And hey, I'll be up there later next month to watch you play in person.
3: All right. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. Y'all have a good night.
0: Oh, thank you. You you, too. too. All right, folks. Igor Afanasiyev, Predators' second-round pick from back in the summer. He's with the Windsor Spitfires. He is killing it in the OHL right now. He just signed his ELC, named it Team Russia for the Canada-Russia Series. Kid killing it. He's yeah. busy. He's killing it. And it's one of those things, like he said, just keep improving, keep improving. And he's going to keep doing that. So I really, really like that pick. He's a big body. He's that ability to be a power forward. I really like the pick of Igor Afanasiyev. And, hey, we look years down the road, if it really turns out, that's part of the Suban trade. So you do the trade tree yeah, all the way back to that, and what you're able to get in return—excuse me, get in return—delayed, mm-hmm. yeah. but you're getting a pretty good return. And plus, he's such a cool guy.
1: Yeah, he's fun to talk to. He's really he's fun great. to talk to. He's, he's got absolutely a great personality, great. and he's great on the ice. So he absolutely yes. We'll so right in.
0: love, love talking to Igor Afanasiyev again. That's Afanasiev. So then <laughs> I can't wait to get to, to Windsor. You know the great connection the Predators have with Windsor. Uh, Ryan Ellis. Mm-hmm. You know he leads the team in points.
1: Have you heard of him?
0: Yeah, you know they've retired his you know. jersey number mm-hmm. or his jersey. Sorry, you know up up in up in Windsor, it's pretty cool. They, they love Ryan Ellis up there.
1: I mean, why would they not? He's a
0: treasure. Yeah, he's a treasure. There've been a few others that have played in Windsor as well that have come through. Yeah, but Ryan Ellis is the name. He's a standout. Yeah, There's Preds jerseys in the stands because of Ryan Ellis yeah, at a Windsor game and it's awesome. So, highly recommend if you ever get a chance, get to Windsor, go experience a, a junior game there. Go experience junior games anywhere, but I really do enjoy Windsor just because of the connection that there really is between the Predators and the Spitfires. And so big thanks to Dave up there in Windsor for helping us along. And he's been with us since early on. I mean, Dave's been around for a while. I mean, we met yeah. him back in 2012.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was our Windsor trip that That's we a, took up to the
0: Yeah, five people and to the big city in, in one, and car. one car. And couldn't couldn't defrost. All right. (laughs) Times were
1: tough back then.
0: Time to talk some college hockey. Up next, we have Mike Corbett, the head coach of the University of Alabama in Huntsville Chargers. Up next in Penalty Box Radio, ESPN, 102.5 The Game. Radio here on ESPN 1025 of the game. Justin Bradford, Glenn Blackwell, We've got intern Danielle, play by play, Peyton, and new to the team, Ben Gold, in here and producer Callum behind the glass. Always, always
1: play With by play, beats. Peyton sounds great, but it's kind of hard to say him.
0: <laughs> PXP, Peyton. Yeah, is that better? <laughs> play. Ooh, p B R Peyton. That's a lot. That's a lot. I can't do microphones it. Microphones don't like those types of you know letters. They don't like
1: the P. Yeah. <laughs> the P and Lots the B. Of P's.
0: Well, we are waiting to get head coach Mike Corbett on the line. So uh, let's actually make sure we get his number correct. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to forward it to Calvin here because we're... we're that would we're, help. That would help. You know. That would help. So let's go with this. UAH hockey. You know, it's a rough start to the season for them. They only have three goals in the season and four games. But it's... It's one of those things that tends to be a little rough at the, at the get-go, but they play tough teams as well, and that's that's what's always rough when you have UAH hockey going in like that, and uh, I hope they figure out the offense, because they have so much talent down there too, that I want them to succeed so badly, uh, And you, but they start off against UMass Lowell and Omaha. That's tough, yeah. and on the road, and th- this team always starts off on the road, and then they finally get back home, and then who do they have to play at home? Number two, Minnesota State.
1: Yeah. And I mean, that's tough for anybody, but I think once you get back into your own barn, like you said, they have the talent. We know that. So once they get back in their own barn, they have their crowd there. And their crowd, I mean, we've told you about it before. Their crowd is fantastic. It's so loud in there. Um, and they can kind of get back to their game. But it's always, always tough to start off heavy on the road. And then, you you know, and especially, too, like the mentality aspect of it. We talk about that often when you have three losses in a row, it's kind of brutal for, you know, for the mental game that you're trying to play. So once they're back there, I think they'll kind of get their little wheels you know rolling again, and they'll get to moving. But and ha- you, like you said, you hate to see that because you know the talent's there, but it's just a matter of
0: and they have they're talent, up against and they have really some difficult good teams. Yeah. So one of the, t- one of the players and I want to ask Coach Corbett about this when, when we get him on is David Fessenden. He's a goaltender. Now listen to these stats. He is six six. Two hundred thirty pounds. He's kind of tall, kind of big, yeah, but also very athletic. Mm -hmm. That's important. Who does that remind you of?
1: It's an Anders Lindback. He was (laughs) six six. (laughs) Lindback,
0: Lindback. Now, but (laughs) of those, of the Swedish and Finnish goal goalies, Mm -hmm. like that reminds you that that of the big, tall guys that are also athletic. athletic. Yes, and so he's just a freshman, and at that, obviously, you know a little bit older and everything because he's, you know, he's played some juniors. But excited to see this guy play. And the UAH also has two guys from Middle Tennessee area on their team. Lucas yes, Bond. They do. Lucas Bond and Jay Powell. And so having some guys recruited from the Middle Tennessee area is also showing how much hockey talent is developing here. Now, Jay went off and he played... You know, his juniors outside of Nashville, but you had Lucas Bond who grew up in the system here, mm-hmm. played one year of high school, and then went off. And we're getting closer and closer to having kids stay in the Middle Tennessee area than going off and playing. So what I want now is for kids to stay here through the whole time and then straight from Middle Tennessee area go on to play their college hockey and make a career out of, out of it. That's what. That's when you know you're making the point right there and eventually we're going to get to that point and you know with Bellevue having more ice right there is going to be a huge part right now to have the junior Preds going but having more kids playing hockey overall sooner or later we're going to get a draft pick actually from middle Tennessee that has grown up in the entire system here and everything so it looks like we have Mike Corbin on the line we're excited to talk to you coach welcome to the show how you doing, Justin? Hey, doing just fine, doing just fine. Excited for the home opener this weekend and wanted to talk to you a little bit about that. Just this team overall, it's one of those things, that four first games of the season, a little rough, but what are you seeing out of this team that you can build on going into the home opener?
2: You know, what? Well, we got better every game, and that's that's the biggest thing. The scores don't dictate that. We played nine freshmen most nights, and, and, and we're young, and we're wearing blue, but we're a little green, guys, and that's just the, that's just going to be what it is right now. You know, what a lot of our a lot of our a lot of our we feel our scoring is gonna be in our sophomores and our freshmen and they're gonna like Christian Radic who's a junior, so we don't we don't have too many seniors on our team who are who are you know, we feel are gonna be scoring contributors more kind of just the seniors are gonna be kind of leaders and, and men out there. But our young guys, uh, you know what, they've continued to get better. We had that but you, as you know, you look at the scores and, and you gotta, you got to sit down and watch video with the young guys and you got to tell them, hey, and show them how they've, how they've improved from game one to game four.
1: And Coach, Justin and I, before we got you on the line, we were talking about Lucas Bond, homegrown Hendersonville, Tennessee. He played for Hendersonville High. Um, now he's with the Chargers. I kind of want to get your take on him. It's obviously very young in the season thus far, but what are you seeing out of his game and what strengths is he going to bring to the Chargers lineup?
2: Lucas is a really good skater. He's a really good skating defenseman, and and he moves the puck really well. Uh, he's playing on our power play right now, and and you know he's another one of those guys that's just gotten better and better uh, through the through the first four games. The tough part about a lot of the, a lot of the kids when they come to our level is they just got to get stronger, and they just got to mature a little physically. And unfortunately, you can't get a lot of that done during the season. Um, you know, and and Lucas is one of those kids that. He's going he's gonna to get the strength that he's going to need because he's a really good skater. He's a really smart player. And, uh, you know, what a great kid. He's a great kid. And, and uh, this is where Coach Corbett's got to get him a little tougher. He's too nice of a kid sometimes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's it's got that,
2: the tough, that Tennessee in it. Funny part. And you know what? And you know this. We want great mm-hmm. kids in our program and our university and all that. But uh, as, as I tell him, you know what? Put on your helmet, be a warrior. Take it off, be the great kid you are. That you you know, he's got a good family, mm-hmm. and and you know what, they raised them right, and it's it's a it's a tribute to them. But uh, hey, you guys know this hockey's a tough game, and, and uh, when you're a little, when you're a little, when you're freshman, uh, you know what, you gotta you gotta toughen it up a little bit, and that's what these games hopefully have done for us, and and, and we can we can reap the benefits down the road, yeah. uh, and I'm hoping that. And but Lucas has done a fantastic job so far.
0: Sure, be nice, be a good person off the ice, but when you're on the ice, you're not trying to earn any stars at Cracker Barrel on your on your apron exactly. right there.
2: Yeah, <laughs> no, no, we don't need any need any four star waitresses or five star waitresses. <laughs> that's for sure
0: so and another one of the new names to the team and I know pretty excited about this one just to see because he's a big dude a goaltender and, and obviously a freshman so he could have you know multiple years with this guys David Fessenden just a guy like that and going with a big goalie because we're seeing more and more of these throughout you know the pros and throughout all these different leagues as well but the athleticism is also very very important for these big guys to be able to move what do you see out of him you know it's one of those things that kind of you're scouting report port on him and what he can offer this team in the future
2: yeah, David's about 6'6", six, six, probably goes about 240. Um, you know what, probably strongest player on our team. He's one of those guys that's strong, but he's got to turn his body and, you know what, another guy who's just got to continue to 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 kind of work on his body as he as he gets better, but you know what, he's a he's a good athlete for a he's a good athlete for a big guy and and uh that's what we liked about him when we recruited him. Um, he's just one of those guys that you also know with big goalies, you see it with Pekka there. You know what? Uh, sometimes big goalies, when they move, they may they give up big holes. And uh you know what? David's one of those guys who's kind of learning his position as as he goes along. And obviously, the shooters are better in college than they are in junior. So you know what? He's learning how to. Sometimes you got to you got to move, and sometimes you just got to be the big wall. And that's what uh I think he's figuring that out little by little. You know what? Sometimes that when he's got to be able to move, and sometimes when he's just got to play the percentages and let the puck hit him.
0: Again, Mike Corbett, the head coach for the University of Alabama in Huntsville Chargers, home opener coming up this weekend against Minnesota State. And, Coach, when we're, when we're looking at this as well and looking at overall the players in this team and where they're coming from all over North America as well, and we've talked about recruiting before, but it seems like more and more some of these eyes are heading towards kids that are from states that are quote-unquote non-traditional. I mean, There's been kids from Texas, from Florida, things like that. What has it been about you with trying to find kids as well in some of these other areas and how you're able to find some talent that isn't always from necessarily northern states or from Canada?
2: Well and you know what they say, we all we all we're in football territory, mm-hmm. basketball mm-hmm. territory with the SCC and they say, you know, the old adage is you gotta recruit your home, you gotta recruit your area and, and, and that's what we're trying to be able to do is kinda of recruit our area. Uh, unfortunately you'll see two, two pretty high-end freshmen at, at, Minnesota State or both Florida kids who, uh, who decided to go there versus our place. But that's where we're, we're trying to recruit our area and we're trying to, to maximize our area. And right now there's a good, there's a good 16, you know what, from, from about 14, 13, 14, 15, 16 coming through the Junior Preds program. Uh, Gavin Morgan, my assistant, his son's playing on on the '07 team, they got some really good young kids, and those guys are really young. But you know what? That's what's nice is watching these kids kind of grow up and uh, and come through the come through the local programs, and I'm seeing them at the national level at the uh, at the US, USA camps and things like that. So it's it's uh, it, it's been really good. But we gotta we gotta get on those guys early. I'll be honest. That's what we gotta be able to do is we gotta recruit our area, and, and it's not just Alabama. The good thing about our area it's the, it's the entire Southeast District
0: so coach going before i have to let you go going into the home opener here we had two straight weekends away how excited are you and this team how excited are they to just be at home and not have to travel not to go on the road for a long trip but to be able to play at home play some college hockey
2: well it's great right now it's homecoming week and the whole nine yards too so that's you know what there's a good buzz on campus right now people are excited There was a big uh yeah a big thing in a gymnasium today and and uh you know, for for all the students and and to be able to get it, and then it's going to be capped off by the hockey games, and yet, and the, the, even the better thing, Justin, is we've been practicing at the, the iceplex. All, all you know, we haven't oh. practiced at the VBC. We we're going to go there in the next few days because they've had concerts and Circus Ole on ice and all that stuff, and and uh, now we're going to be at and, and truly be at the VBC. So that's even going to be better and more convenient for us. But our kids are excited. You know what? I think. People don't know on campus these guys, these young guys. They don't know if they're hockey players or not because they haven't seen them on the ice yet. So now they're they're excited to be able to come and and hey, we got a great challenge playing the number two team in the country. So it's going to be a, it's going to be a battle and it's going to be a great challenge for us. We got to embrace
0: it. Yeah, and, and hopefully get them riled up even more. They get that big experience there in the big arena and and get their first good college hockey experience like that for freshmen there at home. So so coach, thank you as always for joining us. We really appreciate it and looking forward to seeing you on Friday night.
2: Yep, appreciate it. Thank you very much.
0: All right, folks, head coach Mike Corbett with the University of Alabama and Huntsville Chargers. Again, home opener this weekend, October 25th and 26th. Both of those games are at 7 o'clock. They're taking on the number two team in the country, Minnesota State, the Mavericks. Whew, that's, a, that's, a, that's a way to open up at home. But you know what? That's one way to open up at home as well. You have a big mm-hmm. opportunity ahead of you. Put up a really good fight against them, and people are going to notice.
1: Yep, you get a good game out of that, and – and you're going to stand out. So
0: absolutely okay. Well, up next, we have lots of questions to answer from Twitter. Some fun ones, and hey, I think I think intern Danielle is going to going to turn on the mic for for a couple she's minutes. She's going to learn us. For yeah, a she's second. she's going to learn us something. She's got some stats to share with us. Coming up next, here on Penalty Box Radio, ESPN 102.5, the game. well intern danielle play-by-play Peyton, new guy Ben, producer calvin i feel like that that's that's a good hype video for some highlights
1: in, uh, you know in just, the song get me going oh, yeah yeah that is a good song yeah count on you can always count on calvin
0: yes we can Can anybody in the studio name the song real quick no. is it from the baby <laughs> no it's soldier boy soldier boy that's tell soldier them. boy speakers, oh. speakers go and hammer tell what? them I love the. the if you can't so see those that are listening, cannot see the face, the facial expression and the hand movements from Calvin. Like, how could you not know that?
3: <laughs> that was the anthem to sixth grade anthem. for
0: me. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. so behind. So that was maybe like wow. the anthem to me and my career job.
1: <laughs> As I marched down the aisle yeah. at college. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. We have some fun questions to go with. Ooh. But, but. There is something that was said on the broadcast for the Anaheim Ducks mm-hmm. last night, and we need to address this. Calvin, whenever you are ready. Ducks first to four on the road, and the road lights, black numbers, and the Predators, and their god-awful gold with blue numbers. God-awful gold. Boy. Why do
1: you gotta be so mean?
0: I, I hate to throw the word classy around, but come on, bro. God-awful gold? That's what you're gonna go with? that's how butthurt you are that this team owns you that much in Nashville that you will go with god awful gold you couldn't think like oh gold but you know it really should be yellow you know the the, the typical thing there but god awful gold that that's what you have to go with to to try to demean the Preds who you know beat your team six one.
1: 'Cause clearly it worked. Clear, it's just, clearly it's excessive and unnecessary. It's unnecessary. You're a broadcaster.
0: You're broadcasting like that. I mean we've heard plenty of Homer broadcasts, but come on. With the road white and black numbers and god awful god, look at me. <laughs> I'm a professional at what I do calling the hockey game. Come on, man. Be better than that. You're that sick over something that is the color of a jersey that you have to go and demean a team by their color. Because they've beaten you seven straight times in Nashville, that they've beaten you in the playoffs how many times you just can't get past them. You hate a team that much, so you have something stuck up your booty that you have to demean them like that. Get over yourself and be better. Just get over no yourself. No four or five they stars there. They hate us because they ain't us. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Come on. Be better. God awful cold. But know, if
1: that's all he can find to, end quote, trash talk, then the,
0: the, clearly. D- the Ducks used to be mighty. <laughs> Then they just became the ducks. How they have fallen! <laughs>
1: oh, how the mighty have fallen!
0: Oh, how the mighty have fallen! Anyways,
1: Anyways. let's find our zen. There let's we find go. Our center.
0: So here's here's a good one from Casey. Should everyone in the Ducks organization be forced to call Colton Sisson's daddy?
1: Absolutely. <laughs> yes
3: you know instead of offending dads of young children everywhere let's spice it up a little bit get fancy and say poppy instead
0: (laughs) (laughs) colton sissons out of the box colton sissons scores (laughs) i poppy (laughs) (laughs) oh man he does own them all right (laughs) oh okay (laughs) what are some other god-awful things in hockey oh this is a question from peyton what are some god-awful things in hockey well, I think a lot of it was addressed in the previous some-odd games. God-awful things in hockey would be, let's see, the missed call to, uh, for Roman Yossi, that high stick that wasn't called. That, that was pretty god-awful. Um, there's been some god-awful plays like offside, you know, intent to blow, Sisson scored. Mm-hmm. Those are some god-awful things. Glenn, anything stand out to you?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, there are some, you know, Ottawa...
0: Uh, <laughs> Minnesota <the> Wild. <laughs> wild. <laughs> Minnesota Wild. yeah I think that that goes right in there. Uh, Weston asks, did Hamiussen Weber get statistically credited for assist on the Left goal last night? Ooh, that was just bad. Mm. Again, we ad- I think this we we got to we addressed this in Southern Hostility. It was uh, myself and Cameron Gumpy and looking at third pairs. Again, I think a lot of fans have been spoiled by third by a third pair here in Nashville when Seth Jones was on this team. Because you have a guy that is potentially going to go and win a Norris Trophy soon. He's on a third pairing. Most teams have bad third pairings. Or not yeah. necessarily say bad, but it's tough well, to match They're not Seth up. Jones, yeah. Yeah, it's tough to match up against because of the money that's being spent. So just the way the teams are built. And so, yeah, sometimes mistakes are going to happen. If mistakes are going to happen, it's probably going to be from the third pairing, whoever it is. Unless you have some hot prospect that you're trying just to get used to it. So... Y- yeah, that was but that that was bad. Okay. Jay asks, What are you most excited about in the winter classic? I'm most excited to see the faces on the players when they first walk out and just realize the whoa.
1: The magnitude of yeah. where they are yeah. and the experience of that. Yeah.
0: Then then after that's done, it's just another hockey game to them. It really is. Yeah. They yeah. really they just want to especially if it's a division rival, they just want to go out and win. That's that's what's gonna that's what it's gonna come down to. Okay, Boyd asks: Is there a world where Taurus keeps centering the second line and Joe is reunited when Forsberg returns? Also, uh, can the Salamaki experience finally fade? It was a rough game, uh, but I think it's just kind of more of a placeholder for some other guys to get ready, serviceable things like that. But Kyle Taurus, Danielle, did you have some stats on Kyle Turris?
3: yes I did I went into his line pairings this year and to my surprise and probably the surprise of many people Kyle <laughs> Turris is performing best on the third line with Rockro Grimaldi and Austin Watson on the year he has three goals and four assists two of those three goals have been on that line and two of his four assists have been on that line his offensive productivity is majority it's all coming from that line which mm-hmm. must surprise a lot of people considering how dominant Matt Deshane's been but
1: he sounds like a third line plug right now
0: Yeah, I mean Kyle Turris is driving offense I mean, it's the resurgence of him, and you can see, I think, a little bit how injury really did affect him last year. Mm -hmm. And he's pushing, and And whether it's hey, I'm up in my trade value, or I play because I want to play, either whatever you want to look at it, he is playing, and he is. He is producing. That's all you want right now. You want yep. him to produce, and he's doing exactly just that. He is earning his money. He is scoring when he needs to. He is he's centering a line. He is not necessarily playing wing. You, we thought maybe hey, he might see wing, and they moved Duchene over to the wing, and they produced a little bit. Yeah. So I think it's it's doing fine just like that. But Kyle Turris is driving whatever line he's on in the bottom six, and I think that's okay. But can you imagine what he could do if you gave him a little bit more talent?
1: And that well, and that's kind of—I mean—that's that was the draw to him when yeah. he first came to the Predators that he had that ability to make everybody around him better. And I feel like he's just more comfortable at center, and I mm-hmm. think that, that that's beginning to really, really show now that he's not injured. So
0: yeah, and okay. uh, Tyler also has kind of, kind of the same question. I like seeing him at center. He's doing really well, and he's producing a two side so right now. Keep him at center. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Nathan asks, "What type of pasta dish would each Preds NHL player be?" Glenn, do you already have an answer to this? That's
1: so good. Um, (laughs) So one off the top of my head, um, pecorine Mm -hmm. would be penne pasta with pecorino cheese.
0: Penne pecorino.
1: Penne pecorino. Extra penne pecorino pecorino pasta. I mean, how fantastic! That's gold, guys. I don't don't give me a round of applause because the mic doesn't (laughs) like that. But that was really funny. (laughs)
0: No, I really truly appreciate that. Now, good. if I'm going to choose a pasta of a player, not necessarily a dish, but a pasta, mm-hmm. I'm going to go with, hmm, I'm going to go with pecorine, so not the dish, mm-hmm. but in terms of the type of pasta that he is. Okay. I'm going to go with angel hair, because there's a lot of finesse with uh-huh. that. It's perfect with sauce, and you can use it with so many different types of sauces as well. So it just fits in well with so many things, and it carries, it carries very, very well angel hair. And he's Because an angel. he's fallen to us, to this earth, like an angel <laughs> from above, and treats us with so much respect when we ask him questions and talk to him.
1: He is an angel. He is. And he's got finesse. So. Danielle,
0: did you have one?
3: I do have one. And oh you know, the way that Roman Yossi skates, he's fast, he's smooth, he's consistent, just like shrimp Alfredo. <laughs>
1: Because when I eat shrimp Alfredo, the first thing that comes to mind is, wow, this is really fast, consistent, it skates well. No.
3: (laughs) you got to think, the sauce is thick. There's a lot to it. Just like Roman Yossi, there's a lot to him. He's a very offensive defenseman. He can play Mm -hmm. some great defense. There's a lot there. And that made sense in my head. Better than not it did than
0: it came out. <laughs> Friends, if not just, <laughs> folks, if you're just tuning in, this is Penalty Box Radio. We, you know, it's it's pasta.
1: Penalty Box Pasta.
0: <laughs> it's Pasta Radio here. It's pasta night. No pasta knocks here in Nashville, <laughs> oh. um, but just pure pasta talk. Preds and pasta. I mean, that is the whole hour. If you missed any of the show before this, that's all we talk is pasta. We oh. want to make you hungry because that's hungry what we do. Hungry for here. hockey. Hungry for hockey. Boom, folks. We appreciate you tuning in. Thank you so much to Igor e. Afanasiyev and Mike Corbett of the uh chargers if you missed any of the show you can find it later at penaltyboxradio.com lots of podcasts on there for you to enjoy as well as analysis post-game videos stories everything you need on prospects all that on penaltyboxradio.com for producer calvin with them beats (laughs) intern danielle play by play peyton ben gold glenn block this is justin bradford thanks so much for tuning in to penalty box radio here on espn 1025 the game